What's going on, guys? It's Blake and with our first podcast, News from the Nest. We're going to get right into our first segment with yours truly, Blake and Tierney, Hawk Happenings. This is Hawk Happenings, and today we're going to be talking about homecoming. I had a lot of fun at homecoming. I don't know about you, Tierney. Oh, I had a lot. Okay, Blake, how'd you feel about who won homecoming king and queen? Well, I'm very happy Emma Iker won because, you know, she's a great person, great soccer player, you know, great person in general. She's so sweet. Yeah, and uh, Wyatt. Oh, my. Came out of nowhere. I'm very happy he won. He's a great kid. I got to know him a lot during the track season. Great person. Definitely deserved the win. No doubt. They both deserved it. One of my absolute favorite parts about homecoming is the spirit week leading up to it. I think my favorite day by far was Rhyme Without a Reason. What about you, Tierney? My favorite was probably the Barbie versus Ken. Everyone was dressed in pink or just like their own specific Barbie, and I loved it. Yeah, that is a very good way to express yourself, honestly, because like different Barbies mean different things and everything. Uh, Blake, what was your favorite rhyme? I really liked Mr. Scheffler and Mr. Jacobs. They did a plaid and dad. So Mr. Scheffler, with his normal attire, wearing plaid and jeans, and then Mr. Jacobs had his white New Balances on. It was just, the shirt was tucked in, plain white t-shirt. It was great. I liked it. That does rhyme really well. I don't know about you, Blake, but the pep rally, it seemed to be the best one so far. Honestly, the sophomores and the seniors. That was a really close like battle. Kind of. I, uh, I would have had a hard time, definitely a hard time, choosing between them if I was Mr. Funk. I know the seniors wanted to win it, and they did. But I know the sophomores throughout the day were rallying their troops, to say the least. I think it's honestly, it's great to see the seniors win. Especially, you know, it's their senior year. They got to win it at least one more time. They were so excited. You know, they can't win it their freshman year like the class of 25, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of my all-time favorite parts about homecoming is the food. The food trucks are so good, especially those tacos. Man, they're to die for. I had the chicken tacos. They were so good. I'm a steak taco guy myself, honestly. I was I was tempted, but I went with chicken. I know as soon as you walk in, they give you the tickets for food, but I could not just have that little food. I had to break out some money so I could get some of those mini donuts. They are so good. I had them last year. They were so good, but I went for tacos this year. Respectful play. Respectful play. So, Blake, how do you think the music at Homecoming went? You know, every every year I go in with the same expectations. I keep them pretty low. So they're blown away every single year. I think our DJ, he's a a pretty cool guy. He always starts off with some bangers, and then in the middle, you know, you kind of get some slower stuff. But then at the end, brings the bangers right back out. Oh, yeah. And... The Taylor Swift, You Belong With Me, was what I feel got everyone dancing. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to claim to be a Taylor Swift fan here. I'm actually going to be a Taylor Swift hater. But You Belong With Me is an absolute, it's, like, it's a classic, honestly. I think it was a good choice on his behalf. You know, she's the cheer captain and I'm in the bleachers. And guys... Make sure you stay for the whole podcast because there's a lot about sports. There's an Ask Admin part and a Halloween-themed debate. 
Let's take a second to listen to a short ad from our yearbook staff. Hey, have you pre-ordered your yearbook yet? Not yet. I think I'm going to wait until May to get mine. You know, they sold out last year really quickly. Really? Well, I better order one now and then. Yay! You can easily order online, but you can scan the QR code outside 115 or fill out a paper form here in the library. When are the pre-orders due? Good question. The pre-orders are due January 31st. Don't be left out! Buy a yearbook! Next up, we have Shiloh Snyder interviewing Leah Alwelt from Student Council and Alze Reyes from Spanish National Honor Society. Hey guys, it's Shiloh here with the Club Talk, where we'll be giving an inside look to some of Susquehanna's clubs and events. Today with me, we have Student Council President Leah Alwell and Spanish National Honor Society President Alize Reyes. So, my first question for both of you, could you each describe your clubs? Well, SNHS is Spanish National Honor Society. We try to be involved with the community and the school but mostly the Hispanic and Latino community around us. So Student Council is a huge club. We're in charge of a lot of the spirit weeks and different things like that. Our biggest fundraiser and event is at the end of the year. We're in charge of planning and organizing Minithon. And then we do a lot of many, thing, many things throughout the year. Um, we started a new thing this year called Mr. Minithon, which we're excited to get out to the public. Yeah, I've heard about that. Nice. Um... What skills and personal growth have you both experienced through your leadership roles? Well, I've mostly experienced more responsibility within having to, to mostly not control, but organize a group so we can make many accomplishments. Yeah, so within my leadership role, I've learned how to delegate a lot more. I'm a very type A person, and I like to make sure things are done right. So that's been a big step for me is just giving people, other people the reins, letting them do their own thing and let them lead in their own way. Nice. What inspired you guys to run for president? So um, I was vice president last year. And unfortunately, our president that we had wasn't available all the time, so I kind of had to step up and take that leadership role as um, president, but I didn't really have the title. So when it came to elections, uh, I actually just got bumped up to president. Nice. I, didn't, I didn't have to run. <laughs> nice. What inspired me to be president was mostly having a role in the school and trying to create more experiences throughout um, the organization. Also to be more involved with the community. Nice. Um, so Alize, can you share a memorable moment or accomplishment of the SNHS? A memorable moment would most likely be the winter dance of SNHS. We had some chaotic moments at the time. <laughs> it wasn't very well organized, but from those experiences, we learned, and we can go from that now. We got, yeah. we got through it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and Leah, could you tell us about your role as student council president and what your responsibilities entail? Yeah, so in student council, we have four different officers, and we divide the officers up into committees. 
So as vice president last year, I was um, a lot of service projects, but as president, you do more of the special events. So that means pep rallies, planning and organizing mini-thon, um, and just the big things like that. I helped to organize the backyard barbecue we had this year for the sports. And uh, most, most of our planning goes towards mini-thon. I mean, that's our big thing at the end of the year, and that takes months and months of planning. But yeah, I, I love being president. I think it's awesome. I love planning special events. Nice. Alize, what message or advice do you have for students who may be considering joining the Spanish National Honor Society and want to make the most of their experience? I say to bring your ideas, always be confident in sharing everything that you believe because it'll always be helpful for us to use those, helping the school, helping the community. All right, and Leah, I know you already said about Minithon and everything, but could you share some other key activities or projects that Susquehanna's Student Council has been included in recently? Yeah, so I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, Mr. Minithon is a new thing we're doing, and it's pretty much uh, a couple senior guys, and they each have their own teams, and their teams and them work together to earn points throughout the year. Um, they do challenges and things like that that represent the four pillars of Minithon. And at the end of the year, we're going to have like a talent show. And then we're going to add up their points and crown them Mr. Minithon at Minithon. So I was really excited about it. I hope it's going to increase some school spirit, raise some more money. They, All of them combined have already raised over $2,000, wow. which is amazing. Yeah. I'm very proud of them. So we're really excited. We're hoping not only it raises money, but increases school spirit. Yeah. And if students were interested in joining your clubs, how would they go about doing that? Who would they talk to? Or um, That's a great question. We're always looking for new people with new ideas and people who want to really get involved. So you can talk to any of the officers, me, Addie Grobensberger, Callie Judy, Emma Wilhide, or you can talk to Mr. Carher or Mrs. Krismer. I know Mrs. Krismer has papers outside of her room, uh, applications. It's really easy application, and then you just give it to one of us. Um, and then we'll set you up in a committee, and that's about it. Nice. So for Spanish National Honor Society, you must do four years of Spanish until you reach level four, and then have a GPA of 95. Wow. If you wanted to join, you would have to speak to Dr. Epley about it. And we're always looking for new people. There are many people around the school that are involved. You can talk to our officers, Derek Gibney, Dylan Snyder, Maddie Eggersitz, Katie Baker, and me. Nice. Well, and that wraps up today's club talk. Thank you guys for coming and sharing about your clubs with us. Well, Susquehanna, you'll be hearing from us next month for our podcast. Stick around. Next up, we have Ask Admin with Chase Davis and special guest, Mr. Page. This is Chase Davis, and welcome to Ask Admin. This is our segment of the podcast where we answer questions directly from the students. Any questions about school policies or why the school does things the way it does, we can answer for you. I'm here with Mr. Page today to ask him some questions. Hi, I'm Mr. Page, the assistant principal here at Susquehanna High School. Thank you for coming today, Mr. Page. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So to start off, our first question that students want to know is, why can't students wear hats in the building? So hats are that's an age-old policy, right, throughout schools, and that's one of the questions we get all the time is why can we not wear hats? What's the problem? We wear hats outside. What's the big deal? 
and really the biggest things it comes down to safety. We're trying to identify students or if we'd have any type of person come, like of interest that would come into the school, we'd want to be able to identify who they are. And by wearing a hat, a lot of times that's where you see, like we're not able to see down onto their face from the cameras, right? We're not able to identify a lot of times when people wear disguises, number one thing is a hat because it really helps hide somebody's identity. So that's really our biggest concern um, with hats in the building. I'm the biggest fan of wearing hats. I wear hats all the time. Um, but when it comes to in school, we're worried about student safety. So we really try to key on that. I think that's the answer everyone was looking for. And I think it makes a lot of sense. For our next question, uh, some students wanted to know, why are the lunch periods periods five, six, and seven instead of four, five, and six? Some students feel that they get uh, a little hungrier earlier in the day and don't want to wait as late into the day like seventh period. That's a great question. And the schedule can be moved around a lot of different ways. And there's one of the things in this role, this is only my second year, I'm here at the high school, but one thing I've learned is that the schedule itself, there's a lot more than you think. It's like one kind of big jigsaw puzzle. And when you think you have something figured out, there's something always standing in the way. And the biggest thing with lunches that you have to keep into effect is that Votech leaves. So we have to have enough periods in the day before Votech leaves and make sure that that last period before they leave is their lunch. And a lot of them have to get to go lunches already. If we bump the lunches up another period, we'd have most of the kids either missing out on a class period because teachers would have to have lunch at the same time or we'd have like everybody getting to go lunches and we want to be able to build that into our schedule. But it's always something we can revisit and I want to encourage that anybody, you know, takes advantage of the free breakfast program we have here. So if you're getting hungry early, maybe come in and get that breakfast. I don't think enough students take advantage of that. I definitely do think the free breakfast helps balance that out. For our last question today, um, some students wanted to know, why are the quite a credit requirements for social studies and science, three and four, instead of four and four like math and English? Once again, another great question. I like the ones you guys are coming up with because you're actually thinking about the school instead of just doing it and just like, oh, that's what they say. So we have to do it. And this is another one where it is very unique to Susquehanna where we have a large credit requirement for graduation. We have, you have required to get 26 credits here. So that's more than a lot of schools actually. So we have a very high standard. And when we were trying to pick, like where can we cut back a little bit, it was we wanna kinda of have students be able to pick and choose. So yes, we require the English and the math because we think they're two very important subjects and not that science and social studies are not. Believe me, I'm a social studies teacher. I think it's the most important you should have six social studies credits. But when it comes down to it, um, if you're like somebody that's science-minded, maybe you're going into the health sciences once you get out of school, um, we want to be able to, you can do four of those, but if you're not and you're really into social studies and history like myself, then you can have that choice to do four and only three of the sciences. And a lot of it, it helps open up schedules for senior year, for internships and other opportunities. I think that's a great answer and I think that does definitely explain what the students wanted to know. Uh, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for coming and sharing your time. Uh, if you have any questions that you want answered on our next segment, then don't be afraid to send us an email letting us know what you want to answer next. Thank you, Mr. Page. Awesome. Thank you, Chase. I appreciate it. Before we head into our next segment, let's listen to what Blackhawk Brew has for you. Looking for a taste of awesomeness right here in your high school? Look no further than Blackhawk Brew's Coffee Shop. From coffee to tea, we've got your caffeine cravings covered. Don't forget the delicious pastries that pair perfectly with your brew. It's run by students for the students, so you know your support goes right back to the school. Fuel your Friday. Visit us and savor the flavor. Brewing success one cup at a time. How good Fridays get any better? Transitioning into our next segment of our podcast, we're going to have Chase Fisher and Bly Bowen interviewing Andrew Baumgartner, Bummy, with the sports segment.
What's up, Nita Nation? I'm Chase Fisher. And I'm Bly Bowen. And this is the Susquehanna Sports from the Nest. Basically, during this segment of the podcast, we're going to be breaking down everything going on within the sports landscape here at Susquehanna High School, from varsity sports, from stats, standings, anything major that happened within the school, in the sports setting. We're going to be here to cover it here without throughout these next, I don't know, six, seven months or so while we're still here in school. And, of course, we're always going to have a special guest with every segment we do. And that is who today, Bly? Our guest speaker for today is none other than Andrew Baumgartner. All right, well, we'll get to that interview in just a second. But first, we had a lot happen here in the last month. Of course, fall sports starting to wrap up here at Susquehanna High School. And let me just tell you, there are a couple of teams fighting for postseason opportunities. And that means the Nest could be rocking for some possible district home games. But first, let's get to the sports that are that have a good shot at the postseason. The first one is field hockey. They are the Tri-Valley champions sitting at 14-2 and 17-1 in the conference. They are ninth in the PIAA power rating system, which is how they determine basically what teams get in and what teams don't for the postseason. That's their qualification method. It's got a whole bunch of different stats to qualify for it. They're in single A, and right now they are ninth of the 16 teams that qualify for it. They just beat Susquehanna Township a couple days ago, seven to nothing. They hung a touchdown up on the Indians. And next up, they had Midwest on Monday. That is their last game of the regular season. That is a road game. And girls soccer is the other sport right now that is fighting for the postseason. They have their last game tonight against East Penn. They are first in the East in the Tri-Valley League at 12 and four, 11 and one's their conference record. But right now, they are ninth of the 10 teams in AA to qualify for a district spot. They need to win tonight's game in order to keep in that ninth spot and stay alive and keep fighting for the postseason and try to bring another state playoff appearance back here to the nest. And they just beat Juniata 4-0 a couple of days ago. So... We have a lot of faith in girls soccer to get that job done tonight. And now switching over to the boys' side, football. They're 2-5. and five. Not going to make the district playoffs, obviously, but they just did beat up on county rival Newport 42-14, and they play Halifax on Friday. Very good shot to get their third win of the season as football winds down for the men on the gridiron. And, of course, for the boys on the pitch, boys' soccer wrapped up a 7-10 and 10 campaign they unfortunately did not qualify for the TVL or district playoffs, but it was their best season they've had in a long time. Six and eight conference record. They finished 15th out of in the district standings. They needed to place the top 10 to get in, but of course, we're very proud of them. And that's why we have our very, one of these soccer players in right now, Andrew Baumgartner. So that was your breakdown of all the fall sports so far through October, and now, Bly, why don't you introduce who we have in studio today to interview? Our guest speaker for today is none other than Bummy. Hey guys, my name is Andrew Baumgartner. I'm a senior. I play the goalkeeper position for the boys' soccer team. All right, so um, Bly, why don't you ask the first question? How does this season compare to all the other seasons you've played? 
So for my sophomore and junior year, uh, I think we only should get two wins for each season. I want to say five wins if we got my freshman year, but this year we got seven wins. So that's like pretty much the best that I've had throughout all my four years. It was a much better like team dynamic. We were structured a lot better. We had like I don't want to say better players, but we were able to like keep a more level head for most of the game. And we were also able to put two halves together, which was a real struggle for us in the past and even so this season. Well, that's good. I'm happy you guys were able to overcome all that and build off each other. Um, how does it know how does it feel knowing that that was your last high school soccer season that you will play? Well, it was really sad, you know, before the game, uh, before the varsity game, I was in the bathroom and I was just like kind of flip-flinging myself. I was like, this is really it, man. Like, it was, it's been four years. You know, everyone always says, oh, it's going to fly by so quick, but I never really believed them. And then I was just sitting there and I was like, man, this is, it's over after this. Like, there's nothing else. There's no postseason. There's no anything else like that. Yeah, I bet that, I bet that's tough. I mean, I know for me that's how, that's exactly how I felt. Um, do you want to play soccer in college? Yeah, absolutely. You know, everybody, every athlete, they want to be a Division One sport. You know, there's just like, it's just how much you want it pretty much. Like, how much do you want to play at the next level? And some people who don't want to play, that's perfectly fine. You know, it's just not for them. But for me personally, I, I want to play for a college team. Any college team that would take me would be great. My dream school is Penn State. They're Division One, obviously, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to play at their level, but I would not mind doing like a club or any kind of sport. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you personally feel that you can make it to Penn State? I think because uh, of my academics, I feel like I could make it. Um, probably not on like any sports scholarships or anything like that. But definitely I feel like I have a good shot at getting in there. And then we can see where we go, see what happens from there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, how would you compare the start of the program from your freshman year to this year? Well, we switched coaches this year, so that was definitely a big change. Just kind of like working around that and seeing how that was going to work for us. But overall, I think um, the seniors when I was a freshman, they weren't like the seniors that we have now. We obviously only had like four of us, but they were we were like more respectful to the younger class, and we were kind of like more encouraging because whenever we'd make it when I my freshman year when I would make a mistake they were just kind of like barking at me and not telling me what I could do better and so that's what I was kind of focused on this year and that's what all my friends were trying to focus on was trying to make the younger kids better while making themselves better and making the whole program better as a whole and that's how it should be no one should ever no one should ever have to feel feel like that as a freshman or even any grade it's good that you guys were able to kind of help them out absolutely thank you so, um, obviously, we saw uh, on Instagram, we saw 100 saves come over uh, for you this year and throughout your career in the Tri-Valley. I mean, just kind of just maybe speak on how far you might have came from your freshman year to here, just kind of not really seeing time. Now you were the kind of the rock behind or standing in front of the goal for this team this year. Yeah, absolutely. My freshman year, I was, I was just coming off of COVID, so I didn't season before that so it had been like a year before I played so I was a little bit rusty I don't want to blame anything on that but I didn't really start for my freshman sophomore or junior year but as time developed I sort of coach started rotating me into more of a varsity position and then this year with the new coach he saw what I really had and then that's when he put me in the position of goalkeeper and pretty much I've just been trying to 
work my hardest, and I've been trying to like develop as a player and as a person. And just throughout the whole season, I've been like thinking about the hundred saves, but I was like, it doesn't really matter. Like if I don't get it, I don't get it. And then that last game, I hit it, and I was like, it feels amazing. So, and another question I have is, of course, you talk about how kind of you left, you wanted to leave the program better than it was, than you kind of found it. Well. Where do you want to see this program in maybe like five, ten years down the line when you, you're an alumni going back to games and, and seeing how the team's performing? Yeah, for five, ten years is a long time. We're not going to have any of the same players. We might not even have the same coaches. But for sure, I definitely want to see us like at a better position because we all know South Community Boys Soccer has not had the best reputation with like districts or even having like a positive season record. But this year, we were getting close to there. And we almost had it. So I think definitely like next year and two years, we can definitely have a positive record, maybe even get a try to our playoffs. But for five years, if we just keep building and building, like what I've been trying to do, if the un- underclassmen, if they keep trying to do that, then I don't see any reason why we can't have like 14 wins in the future. All right. And then I think this probably is just the last question and time to get a little um, fun with it now. So do you have any favorite memories from your freshman year to now about soccer? Well, it's really hard to try and reduce all the memories down into just one. But I think if I did, it would have to be, like, probably winning against Halifax after coming back from zero to two at halftime. That, that was such an amazing feeling. You know, you have the whole student section cheering for us. Everyone was there. All my friends were there. It just felt amazing. And then whenever the forwards got that third goal, you know, I just, like, I felt, like, chills all over my body. I thought, like, my headband fell off. I couldn't even feel anything anymore. It was so electric in the air. All right. Well, I really thank you for coming on out today and it, being interviewed and, I mean, being the first guest here, part of the sports segment of the podcast. I mean, I mean you're going to be the first of a long line of many athletes to come through here, and we're glad to have you as the first one on the show. 100%. Of course. All right. So, and with that, That concludes the sports section here for Susquehanna in the podcast. We'll send it over to the next section. But, yeah, that's it. So long, Nita Nation. We'll be seeing you next month in the month of November. We'll be having a lot lot more content to cover along with winter sports about to get underway. So lots to look forward to. And that's all we got. And finally, we have Blake Fulcha and Olivia McBreen with Blackhawk Banter. Welcome to Blackhawk Banner, where your favorite intriguing topics will be discussed. I think you meant intriguing. Whatever, Olivia. All right, this is Olivia McBreen and Blake Polcha with your debate segment of the podcast. And to kick off our first segment of October, we're going to be discussing your favorite Halloween monsters and which one would win in a fight. Spooky stuff. I'm going to hand it off to Blake to talk about witches first. Well, I mean, there's some pros and cons to every monster. Like, witches can fly. I think that's uh, that's a pretty cool ability. Very uh, versatile as well. They can also do spells, which is a, a scary thing, I would say. No, you know what? I'm I'm gonna have to agree with you on this one, Blake. I think that witches can fly unless they don't have a good good point. Good point. I mean, you're not really carrying that around in your purse. If you get what I'm saying. But um, I do agree that witches, I think, are pretty, pretty OP, except they don't really, like, a witch can't throw hands, 
you know? No, no. Like, what happens when the sponges don't work? You get what I'm saying? Exactly. Also, what happens when water's pulled out? Honestly, one of the, like, one of their downfalls is the size of their nose. You could just grab that nose and just, like, like, they're like schnozilla. Like, that's, like, crazy. All right, I'm gonna have to give you that one. The, the hats, too. I feel like you could snatch a hat. You could just snatch the hat. Like, what if they're balling? <laughs> they're gonna have some major self-confidence. I don't think they could ever come back from that. But, um, I think, I think we have our uh, opinions on witches put in order. What do you, let's get into the controversial stuff. What do you think about vampires? I mean, they can fly as well, and they don't need to rely on brute. Assuming they turn they turn into bats. Yeah. Mm. I also I think like vampires can like jump off the cliff and just like put their cape out and they're like wingsuits pretty much. Like I think you watched too much Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> and I mean they can turn anybody into a vampire with one button. You know what? You're right. But like if they're in a fight with somebody and they turn them into a vampire, isn't that like bad for them? Well, I think I think whenever they turn them into a vampire, it kind of just like they like join together. They're like they're a team now. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if somebody turned me into a vampire when I was fighting them, I'd be pretty mad. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they they like knock you out and then it turns you into a vampire. Knock like you five out. minutes later, you wake up and they're like, "Wow, I'm a vampire now. This is crazy." Oh, okay. So we're talking about like they're using their like super speed and strength and like yeah. taking you out first. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I feel you. But like, what about what about those like weird weaknesses they got? Like, Garlic steak through the heart. That's like the one thing, and you catch them napping all the time. I'm saying, all you have to do is tip that claw and they're done. What, what do we think? Okay, so now we know about vampires. What do we think about Frankenstein's monster? I feel like this is gonna be. I mean, good. he's the strongest monster on this list, pretty easily. You got. You are right, my boy. This guy is really strong with fantastic stamina. I mean, he's the durability built, is crazy. He, he's built from the bodies of dead people. How can exactly. you? I think he's really strong. Uh, but what do you what do you think about his cons, Blake? Fire, like one match. One match yeah. can get that guy. Yeah, I see that. He's not a big fan of fire. And he's he's uh he has a lower IQ than the average person. Blake. No, he doesn't. This guy, okay, let me let me give you some background about Frankenstein's monster. Um he actually taught himself to speak after he taught himself how to read. And he you know how he taught himself how to do like everything that a normal human could do? How? He observed a like over the course of three months, and he became like a well-functioning human. Uh, well, you know, if you catch him as he was like just created, he does have a pretty low IQ. Are you gonna you're gonna catch him in like the first three days yeah. he was made? Yeah, yeah, the first like month actually. The first month? Yeah. I think he could get you within the first month. This guy's a master manipulator. He gas he like gaslights people for a living. Good point. Good point. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, me personally, I'm gonna have to put Frankenstein up on the list. If all of them got in like a big fight, Frankenstein monster is coming out. I kind of like well, vampires. Well, actually, I changed my mind, witches. But like, if a vampire, hear me out here. If a vampire and Frankenstein's monster got in a fight, and a vampire bites Frankenstein, this guy doesn't have any blood in him. 
Yeah. He's like all chemical. Good point. So the vampire's gonna like get bad stuff in his system, like motor oil. But actually, to contradict myself, I'm saying witches are coming out of this. I'm is, I'm sticking with vampires. Is any is anything coming out from like is anything faster than that magic? Though? I'm sa- I'm saying witches are coming out. I'm I'm gonna stick with vampires. You're gonna stick with vampires. All right, fine. You're a good game. Whatever, Blake. That's actually gonna be a wrap on Blackhawk Banner. We hope you agreed with our um, opinions, opinions, and opinions and whatnot. If you don't, too bad, so sad. And tune in next month for more interesting discussions. Thank you for listening. We're gonna pause for a short moment to hear more about Susquehanna's cyber program, the Black Hawk Academy. Are you looking for a school environment that provides a great education that does not require you to be actually in the building? Join the Susquehanna Black Hawk Academy. The Susquehanna Black Hawk Academy provides a local community that other cyber schools cannot provide. Students are able to, to participate in all Susquehanna School District events like trunk or treat, prom, clubs, and band and chorus. And if they complete all graduation requirements, they will also receive a diploma from the district. You may be thinking, what will my child be learning at this academy? Well, don't worry. They will be learning curriculum that is aligned with state standards called KOLA, so your child will not be missing out. Along with this, each student will be assigned a teacher advisor from the building they attend, and they will help monitor your child's academic and graduation progress, along with being available for tutoring help. Families can also receive an internet hotspot if in need of technological assistance. We hope you choose to enrich your child's future by enrolling them in our Susquehanna Blackhawk Academy. Go Hawks! Wait, Tierney, we promised the listeners a prize. Oh yeah, before we leave, the first person to email ssdpodcast at susquehanna.org will win a free a la carte day item from the cafeteria. Just as a little reminder to our listeners, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts by searching News from the Nest. That's all we have for this month, Susquehanna. We'll be back next month. Thanks for listening.